Hello, and welcome to Kaiju Curry House, the UK's bi-weekly kaiju entertainment podcast. I am Joe McEntee, and I am joined tonight by wonderful co-host Paul Williams. Hello. And we are going to be talking about 2021, a kaiju year in review. But before we get started on that, we're going to have to ask everybody's favorite pun. Paul, what have kaiju been up to here on episode 84? Oh, Joe, I'm so glad you asked because I watched the most amazing film the other day. I feel a hint of sarcasm in your voice, Paul. Oh, well, there's a reason for that. It's because it's possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen. And uh, I don't even know why I put it on now. It was it was literally just on in the background. I was looking for something to stick on while I was um, messing about on the phone. And I came across this film on YouTube, no less, called Carnivore. So... Carnivore. You know those scientists that we don't like? Oh, scientists. They're always causing trouble, those scientists. Yeah. Well, it turns, out, it turns out that they're doing a, uh, an experiment. They're like doing a, a bioweapon, creating some sort of creature that could, um, I guess, hunt down and, and kill the enemy soldiers or whatever. And they've decided to do it in a hidden laboratory that's in an abandoned house. So a few things. There's a scientist pause. working on his own. Pause. Yeah, go on. A house, Paul. A house. Just just a, a house down the street that's abandoned. Because if it's abandoned, no one will go in it. Just a house down the street. Just a house down the street. Does it no... have like sublevels or anything? You know, it, like well, I mean, the experiments are being done like I guess in the basement. Um, you know, there, there's no like locks or anything to stop it's, it's it's boarded up with wood i mean that's that's the level of security that the pentagon are now entrusting i'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something that's rarely seen on this podcast and i'm, I'm gonna swear paul that seems like a really shit plot <laughs> i'm sorry dude what uh, it's fantastic I mean, isn't it uh, no 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 <laughs> this just as as alex would say this does not tickle my pickle. I mean, like, I am... <laughs> this really wouldn't tickle his pickle being, at all. I'm being very facetious tonight, folks, but my goodness, like, so there's... So we're making a bioweapon just down the street in suburbia. Street. Yeah. Yep, yep. No locks in the doors or anything. And the, and the scientist is there alone. So if something was to go wrong, you know, if the, if the creature was to attack and kill him, if he doesn't check in, then they know. So, like... But, I mean, you know, it's just... Um, it just screams health and safety issues someone working they're a lone worker yeah we'll have to get hr on this i mean we like it's not good to work should. alone who's doing his evaluations who's his line manager <laughs> that he's reporting to right now i mean it's yeah it's classified sorry yeah, yeah. so were there any effects in it like so, yeah so i mean I'm, yeah i'm just i'm just giving you the the, the bare minimum here let's delve I'm a assuming deeper. it's practical effects right it, yes Yes, because, well, actually not just because, but this film was actually filmed in between 1989 and 1991. Okay, so this, oh, these people have those clothes, that hairstyle, you know, it is very late 80s. And the when budget... When was this film released? It was released in the film in the year 2000. And it was made <laughs> in like 91. Yeah. It's great. Right. So it's um it's I mean it is an indie. There there is I, I, I mean there is a budget. 
but I don't know how much the budget was. It can't be a lot. This is obviously someone's passion project that they thought, I'm going to do a film and I'm going to you know, try and get on the map because I had a look and it's directed by a guy called Joseph Kurtz. And okay. this is the only film he's done. Mm. So he, But he wrote this, he directed it, he was the producer, um, he was the... A camera and electrical department he was the special effects he was the art he, he was everything you know you, know, in the, you see the end credits it's just the same name over and over and over again it's because it is this this guy from he, one show to another mate <laughs> well i mean yeah props to it. him this is obviously something that he wanted to do and he went out there and he did it it obviously didn't yeah. turn out the way he wanted but i've got to give it to him that he he went for it I can't, I can't, I can't. You know. Is there a trailer on YouTube? I mean, like, I mean, the whole this... film's on YouTube, but yeah, there should be. Oh, a... right. That's how I watch it. Yeah. Um, but there should also be a trailer. Is that, the, is, is, is that the legit way to watch it? Probably not. But okay, because I mean, uh, like we want to support, you know, like these folks that do this stuff. But... Then I don't, I don't know where this would be released. I've got a feeling that this isn't something that Netflix would bother picking oh, up it's not netflix necessarily but have you seen some of the stuff that's on amazon prime oh that's true actually this this would totally be a prime like, like right ghost the shark ghost shark is, yeah yeah mate you haven't lived until you've seen ghost shark <laughs> okay oh. so actually yeah so this film it was filmed in the late 80s early 90s um and then they were trying to get the funding apparently to, to complete it I don't know what they need the funding for because as I say the effects were all practical. It's, it's a man in a suit. So there's no need for I mean, is this is this a gorilla costume or like it, it's um pretty much the face is really uh, I don't know how to describe it really. It's like it is like a, a melted gorilla face and just lots of fur. You can't really see. It's the the picture's quite it's almost like it's foggy in the house. Like the lighting is just really badly done, to, I guess, to hide the poor effects. But it just makes it look even more shitter than it really is. Anyway, um, it was finished in 2000. Selling this one, Paul. Um, released as a rental title by Spartan Home Entertainment. I'm just checking this on IMDb. Um, and picked up a year later as a sell-through title by Fox, who proceeded to botch the manufacturing and mistakenly only released the full stream version with bad sound and no extras. So this film, it was released, but it was a very bad version that was released. I, I, yeah. I feel sorry for the director of this film. I really do. Well, Because nothing went his way, it seems, on this. Not everybody gets to do their passion project, so... Okay, we'll, we'll give him that then. Um, by the way, the monster's called Connie. Oh, sweet. Which is a lovely name. Yeah, we all love a Connie. Yeah, and uh, basically, so the scientist is trying to teach, train Connie, the, the Connie the killer, um, and Connie, Connie the carnivore. Connie the carnivore, yeah, and Connie the carnivore decides to kill the scientist. So that's a, a bit of a shame, and is then trying to escape the house. Um, around that same time, some teenagers see this abandoned house and think we should have a little party there. So there's two guys, two girls, some beers. And they're going to go and have a bit of fun. Does nope. Jason Voorhees know that this is happening? <laughs> he would love it there. <laughs> um, in fact, it, this is R-rated and there are 
some reasonably explicit scenes that I was not expecting. Parents be warned. Children? Yeah. Do not go on YouTube and watch this. Do, do not watch this. Uh, it was more than just a flash we'll of a We'll tell mom and dad. We'll find, we'll find them. We know them. <laughs> uh, there was some gore. Like, I think you see someone's heart get ripped out at one point. So it's it's not it's um it's gory and sexy, but not in any way good. Finish that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the suit is I think a gorilla suit just with some big claws and a, a, a face that's just deformed. It's very I don't know strange. And then they've got some cops in it that are like the comic relief that just really doesn't work. In fact, one of the cop I think it's one of the cops he gets his face chewed off by Connie. Which was not a nice sight. It wasn't good. It wasn't good in uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's no, not be good in this. No. But I mean, effects-wise, actually, it was fairly well done seeing the face get eaten. Like, so I mean, they had the gore tied down. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and anyway, at the, near the end, um, the government arrives. So there's two special agents um, who are like escorting um, a lady who's I don't know. She's the she's the boss, but she's I guess head of research, and she's trying to find out what's happening and she's like the sensible one who's like no let's let's not go in their guns blazing let's try and um like be calm about this but the guys just go in and and shoot the monster even though she's try she was actually getting the beast calmed down and the guys go in and then there's some chatter about killing her like cleaning up the mess but then we we don't really see any more it just kind of ends i don't i don't really know where they were going but i think they were planning a sequel And, you know, 10 years after um, it got made, it finally got released, and they probably thought, nah, we're not going to make a sequel to this. But I was, I was looking up on IMDb to see if I see what the actors, actresses went on to do. Only two people on the list actually have a picture on IMDb. So that shows, you know, kind of what they went on to do. As already said, Joseph Kurtz, the, the man behind it, he didn't really do anything else, sadly. Um, but there is another cap, another chap, sorry, called Jeff Swan. And he was the um, transport department. So basically he, I guess he drove the actors to the, to the site. But he's gone on to be, according to IMDb, an award-winning executive producer, actor, associate producer, film producer, and music producer, as well as a CEO and president of three companies. Hmm. Which I was just like, wow, he did well after this film. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Paul. I don't think I'm going to watch this film. Giorgio, I don't blame you. But Tammy oh. and the T-Rex, now that's a film. That's a film <laughs> that I would like to see. Is that on Prime? Oh. <laughs> I think it might be. You yeah. have to look it up. That sounds honestly. like a prime film, but one that's good as opposed to this pile of you mess. Need, oh, Tammy the T-Rex is hilarious. You've talked but, about it for quite a while. You've talked it up so that I, I might know, be but what you need, now. What you need to do is you need to actually buy the disc, the special edition, so you get the special features. Because when you watch the special features, the director's just like, this guy I knew said I could have a T-Rex, you know, a robot T-Rex for a weekend. <laughs> so why not? we decided to make a film. <laughs> absolutely oh my lord it was just it was too good it was too good like they knew exactly what they were doing yeah I'm, I'm curious curious enough to watch it so if it's on prime i would definitely um check it out 
What isn't on Prime, Paul? Well, yeah, there is that. But um, Joe, speaking, whoa, whoa, speaking oh, of Prime, yeah, I feel like it is worth giving a shout out to all of our listeners in the United Kingdom that Toho has put an official Godzilla store on Prime. What? So you can get Godzilla store merch. No. Now, now people buy it up really quickly and then they put stuff back on and then they buy it up really quickly. So it's kind of this, it's not necessarily the stuff that you'll want that they put up there, but you have to keep checking back because it is there now. We have a UK Toho Godzilla prime store. Paul's looking it up now. I actually am because I had no idea. Paul's Paul's like, I could have told so many people that wanted to get me Christmas presents. Yeah, everyone's saying, What do you want? Oh, you're so hard to buy for. I'm like, I'm not, I'm really not. (laughs) He's really not, folks. No, I'm not. I've given my wife a list. I gave her like nine of my favorite things, you know, like Mm -hmm. just in general, like franchises, just to say that find me something from them. And if she knew there was a Toho store, then you know that would probably help a bit. Yeah, you'd be sorted. Really what it comes down to is t-shirts, art prints, Funko Pops, a few action figures. But, you know, it is all official merch and it's pretty cool. I can't find it by typing in to- Toho store. So I'm obviously doing something <laughs> wrong. But oh, I well, can't we'll, find that. We'll put it, we'll you, put it in the description yeah, put of it in this the description. Uh, episode. Yeah. Send me the link and I can put it in there. There you go. But it does exist. It is there. Awesome. So happy days. Yeah. So, Joe, I, you have to tell me, what have Kaiju been up to? So I haven't been buying anything because I'm saving up for an X plus dragon, which <laughs> has... be saving up for a while. I mean, like... I'm I waiting will, a while. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be enjoying that because this will be the first time that I've been saving up and they've actually taken a while to release it. So by the time it comes out... I might have the money. Um, but uh, in terms of what I've been up to, uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous season four recently dropped uh, in terms of when this episode was released. So my daughter and I, we generally watch that show together and there's been some really good character development and it takes place in the same continuity as the Jurassic World franchise, obviously. And they do a pretty good job of it. They treat it seriously. Like there are characters that die. There are characters that get mortally wounded and hang on for a bit. Dinosaurs die. There is a real sense of dread and the kids do get hurt and they do go missing. And like there there really is some risks in this show and it keeps you riveted. So Jurassic World, um, Camp Cretaceous season four, um, spoilers, picks up. Um, after the last season where they managed to get a boat working and they're leaving Isla Nubar after six months. And they've been stranded on this island for six months. Yeah. It's, it's been a hard six months for these kids too, by the way, but they've got on this boat and they're just headed for Costa Rica and all looks well until a damn Mosasaur comes and bites their boat and they wash up on an island and it's another one of the Isla de Mortos and uh, that's the chain of islands that uh, InGen was making dinosaurs on. Only on this island, uh, Manticorp, which is the 
rival company um, or one of the rival companies to InGen have been doing their own dinosaur experiments. And yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on. Basically, basically Manticore is just, uh, how do I word it? They're catering to the like billionaire elite that just want to see like dinosaur fights or, you know, like these animal fights between the biggest, baddest things that they can, they'll pay for it. And they're finding ways to do it. They're making dinosaurs more dangerous. They're testing their limits, stuff like that. And the kids have washed up on this island. And one of the scientists there thinks she's doing good research. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, I've been recording, you know, like how the dinosaurs communicate, this, that, and the other thing. And then there's another guy there who's like in charge of the IT and he doesn't treat animals very humanely to say the least. And he's kind of like the token bad guy antagonist, but it's been an interesting season so far. I'm up to episode eight and we've been enjoying it quite a bit. I mean, if you enjoy Jurassic Park, if you enjoy Jurassic World and you have young kids, you couldn't go wrong with Camp Cretaceous, which is on Netflix. And it does a really good job of showing you what was happening in between the scenes. Like uh, Jurassic World obviously had the Indominus Rex, which is a hybrid between many dinosaurs, but the main two components were Velociraptor and Tyrannosaurus Rex. And what the Indominus Rex was doing when it was off screen is in Camp Cretaceous. So it's just kind of like okay. really interesting stuff that was there. And then... Uh, another thing is we've got hybrid dinosaurs that didn't appear in the live action films. So there is a Scorpius Rex, which was kind of like the failed attempt before the Indoraptor. So it wasn't like stable, like I guess mentally or whatever. It was just like, go, 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 kill, kill, kill. And it gets loose when the power eventually goes out in Nublar. So it takes a while for like all the backup generators and everything to die because it was all in geothermal power and all this other stuff. But when everything does eventually go, the Scorpius Rex is released and the kids have to deal with that. Okay. But you know, well, it's, it's, it's an interesting series. None of it is distinctly out of touch. The uh, It's a kid's show. So the kids' characters, I mean, they're kind of tropes like cliche but at the same time it does have really good character development throughout the show so again i've said it before I'll, I'll be a little bit redundant here if you have kids and you like Jurassic Park you can't go wrong with Camp Cretaceous okay I think I saw some of the first season because I was curious and they say yeah my kids absolutely loved seeing the dinosaurs and stuff and I was content watching it because the storyline wasn't awful I had no idea four seasons of it yeah, it, it really does develop. Um, it's one of those things where the first season is just like over the course of a few days. They're just the, like Jurassic Park is happening. You know, like one of the Jurassic World, like what happened in Jurassic World is happening. And then the whole season is just like over like the course of a couple of days. Yeah. And then the seasons that come after that are like the months that follow. And that's where it gets interesting, like watching them try to survive, learning the dinosaurs, learning what they can and cannot do, and like finding themselves. It was really neat. Okay. I'll put it in my watch list. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. 
Right. Well, I think we're all caught up then, Joe. Let's yeah. take a break and then we'll come back and look at 2021. There we go. Hello and welcome back to episode 84 of Kaiju Curry House. I'm Paul, this is Joe, and we're going to review 2021, the year that was. Joe, let's take a look back and see what happened once we came out of lockdown before we inevitably go back into it shortly. So in March, going back to yeah, March. So everybody, we were <laughs> looking at stuff during the break <laughs> we recording. and and paul was just like not a lot happened at the beginning of the year really uh paul <laughs> oh, <I> mean, <laughs> did you forget already it's here to stay <laughs> let's, just, let's just get on with it now at this point <laughs> but march that's when things kicked off for us we got pacific rim the black netflix anime series that was decent middling I, at the I, best. I, I think it was worth a watch especially if you're a fan of the series of you know the films if you're a fan of pacific rim but then spoilers at the end it just went attack on titan and that was silly i haven't seen attack on titan but uh oh yeah it's about this kid that turns into a titan oh okay gotcha <laughs> spoilers yeah yeah <laughs> i mean but that's that's totally what happens okay and I just, I, I, uh, it was fine. It was not fine. Okay. then. Okay. Well, okay. Let's skip ahead. For, also in March, Godzilla singular point, which was much better. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I still think it was a little bit sciencey. They just tried to make it sound impressive and it just kind of, it went a over a lot not... of people's heads, but at the same time, it is fun to watch. That's it. I can't, yeah. I mean, I love the designs of, you know, the creatures that we know and love. I, I can't fault that. I, I enjoyed it all, but it's just the plot was just like, hmm. you know what it was? You know what it was? It was Back to the Future, only instead of from Marty's perspective, we have Doc Brown explaining everything, <laughs> like, and doing all yes, the dialogue. Okay. <laughs> That's all it was, because it's all about time and all this wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. See what I did there. But it's all Doc Brown's perspective. There's no Marty. There's no Marty. So that was Godzilla's singular point. Okay. Um, yeah. So that would say that's definitely worth watch if you haven't checked it out this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That is, I mean, there are a lot of people that love Godzilla versus King Kong, which would be also be on this list. But for me, singular point really made this year. Okay. All the cool nods. It, it was well done. Like, I mean, like every episode, you were wondering what was going to happen next. It was really good. Yeah. No, I, I won't. I won't disagree there. It, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I can't 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 moan too much. I got I got the content, and I was happy. Um, around the same time as Singular Point, Toho Games released Run Godzilla. Have, do you know anything about Run Godzilla? Or even I mean, Toho games for that matter. I've seen some of the Toho games. I've tried playing a few of them, but I like long-term strategy games that pit me against another player and like grindy games. So Lydia with Jurassic World Alive or you know, like Pokemon Go or things like that. Like I'll play that on my phone and be quite right, happy okay. with that. But I can't just play like button masher games. I don't think that that's as fun. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I haven't played any of the Toho games. I think I've downloaded most of them. I've, I'll make it my mission to play them. But this one here, so this Run Godzilla, is um, it's not a button mashy game. It's a it's classed as an idle game where Godzilla and the Kaiju become stronger while you're away. So I'm just I'm reading uh, from Wikizilla here. So well, um, if you downloaded it and you haven't gone back, Godzilla's going to be like jacked by the time you get back, Paul, because like, <laughs> exactly you get stronger while you're away. I mean, like you've won this game, Paul. Well, so um, yes, again, credit to Wikizilla because I'm going through their list of what happened in 2021. So by all means, please visit their site and support them because um, they're a great bunch of guys there. Um, we like Wikizilla. We do like Wikizilla. And just reading the description of the game. Um, it says, in the village, the sun rises and sets day after day. What you must remember is that Godzilla, Kaiju, and the villagers only have a limited amount of time. One day they will say goodbye. Raise Godzilla and Kaiju well, so they are ready to say goodbye when that time comes. Don't worry, you can look back on the Godzilla you've raised even after they're gone. Pass on their abilities to the next generation and raise even stronger Godzilla and Kaiju. And the picture is Godzilla being worshipped by lots of people with lots of love hearts around them. So this is not... This looks more this like a Tamagotchi Yeah, this sounds game. suspiciously like a Tamagotchi, yeah. Which I would not expect from a Godzilla title. I would expect you like know a, what, a You machine. know what I want to do now? I want to get like my kids' Tamagotchis and see how long they get fed up with it. You know, like how long <laughs> it is before that. Oh, that! Oh, they just kept beeping. <laughs> Stop cleaning up the poo or feeding them. Oh, it got so annoying. I saw this great thing again, giving kids stuff like a Furby. Like oh yeah, the kids, would, the kids would love a Furby for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact: Furby has forward-facing eyes, thus giving it binocular vision. So it, it sees, you know, in three dimension, it has great depth perception which means okay. it's probably a predator. <laughs> it, and yes, it, sure, why not? I know, I know. But you see, the thing is, too, is because like it has these short, stubby legs. Yeah. That means it's probably an ambush predator. And because they talk together. I know, but because they talk together, too, it's probably a pack ambush predator. Oh so if you see one Furby, there are probably hundreds more in the walls. That's a terrifying thought. Thank you, Joe. Just a fount of knowledge. <laughs> I have been researching getting Furbies for the kids. Okay. Um, I haven't been researching that, but I, you're speaking about a Godzilla Tamagotchi, or Tamagotchi, sorry, there, there was like a Godzilla Tamagotchi. Yeah, there were. Um, but there's, there's one, um, it was out for the Sega Dreamcast. They had, um, back in the day, there were memory cards before hard drives were built into consoles. They had memory cards. And the Dreamcast had memory cards with screens in that you would plug into the controller and then take away. And there was a special edition Godzilla one where you could breed the monsters, plug them into the controller, and then play them on the big screen in like a full 3D game. It was all in Japanese. It never got released in the US or UK, so I never got to try it. But I'd love to have a go on that. Raising a Godzilla on a little like LCD screen and then playing him on the big screen. That sounds very cool. That's kind of like when they did, uh, like they had the Pokemon games for Game Boy, and then yes. you got Pokemon Stadium. Stadium. Yes, just like that, but with Godzilla. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Pokemon <laughs> Stadium. It's like they're in three D now. It's amazing. Exactly. Um, there's also something called Godzilla. 
So like Godzilla and then, or Godzilla and then Ban. And it's a puppet show on YouTube. It's, huh. a, it's, it's an official, it's official God, on official like Godzilla YouTube channel. And apparently in March of this year, it returned for the third season. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, Toho's been doing a lot of stuff on like Instagram, Twitter and whatnot. And they have like their little Godzilla like puppet media like toy shows that they've been doing yeah i, I can't I, say that I'm, I'm not going to profess to have watched any of them but i have <laughs> noticed them doing it so yeah they've, they've done a fair bit so well done toho they're really um hopefully getting some money for all of this um also i mean then march was an amazing month uh legendary comics published kong and me yeah so that's, that's... i got my daughter that book it's very cute um there's a bunch of uh, creatures hidden in the images. So like you'll read the story, you'll see Kong, you know, and um, everybody like getting along. And then in the background, you'll see like the creatures of Skull Island kind of silhouetted or hidden amongst okay. the jungle. And that's about that's the, the, um, the the lead girl, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, different. I like that they've yeah. done that. Yeah, they did. They They went for a different demographic, which was nice. I got the uh, Godzilla and Kong fight book for my little nephew, and apparently he enjoyed that, so happy days. It wasn't as good as the dinosaur that pooped a planet, but, you know, <laughs> not many books are. Uh -huh. Okay. And then at the end of March, we got Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. That finally Ooh. came out. It did finally come out, and you know what? That what? movie made no sense. Like it, com it completely, it completely ruined the vibe set forth by Gareth Edwards' Godzilla, like making a realistic Godzilla rooted in reality, oh, yeah, all this stuff, and then suddenly the Earth is hollow. So yeah, yeah. hollow Earth. Yeah, and there was a lot that you really had to have a very good degree of suspension of disbelief. I mean, Godzilla's oh, already yeah, stretching absolutely. that, but. I mean, it was a very fun movie. It was just what we were all needing coming out of lockdown. And I I got to see him kick Kong's butt, finally. <laughs> finally. I mean, like, leading up to that movie, on, like, every episode, I was just like, you, uh... he, has to, he has to win or I'm going to crawl under a rock. Like, I just can't have it. Well, and he won. He and it won. made me happy. Yeah. I mean, Kong, Kong did well, but... Yeah, Godzilla one. Yeah. So that's March. Oh, I mean, twice this. So there's, I say there's not much happened, but actually, when we're talking about it, there is so much happening that we wouldn't be able to cover it all. Um, Legendary Comics they released Godzilla Domination and Kingdom Kingdom Kong. Yeah, which are great comics. I have both of them. Oh, have you? Much. I haven't got either of them. Yeah, they're really good. They're yeah. really really good. I particularly okay. like the Godzilla one. Um, I, I am, I do love Kong literature. We know on the podcast that Joe goes yes, for that, we do. but I couldn't care less about that Kong comic. But what was really fun was just seeing Godzilla just roaming around and doing his thing. Like what Godzilla does when he's <laughs> not on screen. And it was really great. And you like, you don't necessarily hear him talking or like have his inner monologue, but like what he feels is narrated by the writer. And it's saying like, he feels the moon's pull. And that would be true because a creature of Godzilla's volume, the amount of blood in him, he would feel the moon's gravitational pull. So, like, I thought that was really interesting. You know, like, the, 
just the amount of fluid in Godzilla that's influenced by gravity. Godzilla has his own blood tides. But I, I just thought it, there was a lot of insight in that comic and a lot of things that you wouldn't have necessarily considered. Um, the behemoth is in it, okay. which a lot of people like that guy. And uh, you get to see him throw down, which is also really cool. And you see Godzilla like keeping the other Titans in check. It's just a really fun graphic novel. So that is totally worth picking up. Okay. Um, they also released a five-issue miniseries called Godzilla Monster Monsters and Protectors. Is that I think one? That's the, is that the IDW one? Yes, that's another. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's IDW, not Legendary. So yeah. Yeah, I, IDW. Uh, they did that one. It didn't necessarily. It didn't look like it was up my alley. I really loved uh, Godzilla Rulers of Earth. I felt like that was a really good. Oh yeah. Ending point. I have the collected volumes in my office right here next to me, and I'm quite content with those. I didn't put, pick up that next one. If it comes out in a trade paperback, I might pick it up at some point, but I haven't read it myself. Yeah, that's the same. If, if I see that, yeah, all together, then I'll probably pick that up. But um, I've got a, a mounting of, um, of Godzilla comics or things to read at the moment, so I'm not in any rush to buy any more if I can help it. Um, Toho carried on releasing some more games. There was Godzilla Destruction, which is more of what you expect of actually, yes, that's a mobile game where Godzilla is destroying stuff. Is that the one where like there's like a giant Godzilla or whatever, and you have like a small city? Like, is that what the game looks like? Um, actually, I think that's because they released another game called Godzilla Battle Line, and that was more of a, like a, a chibi Godzilla. Where I think it's Godzilla got... Defense Force is the one that I played. Oh, the God, most. There's so many of them. Yeah, they they did go a bit mobile phone mad. They and... really did, didn't they? Yeah, I played Godzilla Defense Force, but the thing is, is it got very repetitive after a while. Like, I just wanted to see Titanosaurus, <laughs> and I didn't even get to that point. Oh. I was just, I just, I, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it just wasn't wasn't my game. Shame. Never mind. Um, so after all those Toho games, we got um Ape versus Monster. Yeah, we did. The Bali Asylum. So um that was the most wholesome story, how that film was made. Yeah, I, I will not get over it. Because I watched it with and you like we watched we it. We watched it, yeah. And we were just kind of like when we looked at like the cover, it's like, oh, this is gonna be this is like we know what this is. We do. We yeah. watched it and we watched it. But the plot was original in its own right. I mean, it wasn't so original, but it was like 1950s, you know, like radioactive monster vibes, you know? And it wasn't Godzilla versus Kong. It wasn't that. No. It, wasn't, it wasn't even vibing off of that. It was its own thing. And then when you hear how it was made, it was so wholesome because a family came together to make it. And that was like the best part for me. Like, exactly. wow, this is, this is really cool. You did this as a family. Like, if if How we didn't if we didn't have that if we didn't speak to the director um which by the way was on episode 73 if we didn't have that then i would have thought less of the film but hearing hearing the story behind it it was like wow actually this is because it's you see really the special you see special. the asylum and a title like eight versus monster and you think well it's just a quick cash in for godzilla versus kong and maybe that's what the asylum are obviously planning on but that's not what the director went in to do he went in to, you know, to make the best film he could with what he had. And you really, 
appreciate yeah. so much more when you hear things like that. They they totally did it too. It was great. Yeah, um, and another film that came out was Seafood, sorry, Monster Seafood Wars by um, SRS Cinema. That's one that I've not seen. I don't think I've seen many of the SRS uh, cinema releases. I haven't gotten a chance either. But they tend to be quite, um, I mean, they're, they're very Japanese, aren't they? I don't, they're not really for an American or UK audience. It, it's going to be very Japanese-y, I imagine. They have some good ones. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, I think uh, Battleship Yamato and like I think it was Raiko, Raiko. Oh, the Raiko and yeah, like the God Sea of the Gods. I, I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. By the way, I, I, I know what you mean. But they also yeah. have like the the giant teacher and no, the Battleship Yamato. Then that was really cool. That that was a good plot. That was a nice you know like cut and dry film. I, I really enjoyed that one. I mean. I'm the guy that liked Legend of the Dinosaurs Monster Birds, but if you get a chance, like check that one out. <laughs> but SRS Cinema puts out good stuff. I mean, I will say. Well, the, the thing is, they release stuff that, like I said, that you wouldn't normally get to see because it, it's not stuff that would be released outside of Japan. But they have they have been making an effort to get it out to, to the audiences. Yeah. So I absolutely respect that. And they do really cool things like release it on VHS as well. Yes. Like for yeah, those they do, who like, they? love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also had the uh, Godzilla vs. Kong art book. Haven't picked that one up. No, I've, no. I haven't. I haven't got it myself. But I've. I think I saw some people on the UK Kaiju um, Facebook page, and they were talking about it, and it, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, I got the uh, original Godzilla one. Like when they were designing Godzilla, it was neat to see all the iterations that he went through. Okay, I'm but... not a massive art book person. I have to say. Yeah, that was really the last one that I got. I, I, it's more of a making of book than an art book, but the art the art book slash making of book that I enjoyed the most was the Jurassic Park one that was put out in the early 90s, like to see how they made everything, like back when CGI was so new and they were doing all the animatronics and all the research and how it came together and how there was a hurricane in the middle of production and blah, 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 blah. Like that was a fun art book because there was a story to it, but the art books now... It's just like, these are the pictures that we whipped together. These are the ideas that we're going through. You know, like, this is where we were headed, blah, blah, blah. And that's good. That's really good, great creative stuff, great creative juices. But I, I do like the story of it, too. And I feel like that's kind of missing to a degree in the newer ones. Because I have paged through them. It's just, I didn't find the need to buy them. Yeah. Beautiful art, though. And really neat ideas that didn't make it into the movie that you can find there, too. Okay. Um, it also says that um, IDW Publishing released Godzilla Rivals, or at least it began. There's been three episodes, sorry, three issues to date. So you've got Godzilla vs. Ghidorah, Godzilla vs. Mothra, and Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. Hmm. And it's not something that I've seen. I haven't seen that either. Um, but it's a, it's a quarterly series of one-shot comics. Where Godzilla's hmm. battling a different monster each time. So I mean, and he's and he's battling Ghidorah because it's the 50th anniversary of Godzilla's yeah. monster, Mothra and Ghidorah. So the yep, so wow, Toho. I mean, like you're not beating a dead horse here, are you? <laughs> but, I mean, it, um, perhaps there'll be Titanosaurus at some point. It depends how long it goes on for. I know, but it's just like 
this is why I enjoyed Rulers of Earth because you got to see the B-listers actually fighting other monsters. Right. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't all about the main ones, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that was um, what I love about Singular Point. It had all the, despite it being called Godzilla Singular Point, Godzilla wasn't actually the biggest focus for the majority of that series. We got to see. Yeah lots of others which was really cool it was very very cool and i mean there's a few other odd bits but i mean the, the last big thing actually no sorry um the great yokai war i feel like we need to have alex which we really this. need alex for that one because that's um he that's... loves the yokai exactly he is a yokai monster i'm pretty sure <laughs> so that that was um yeah, kind of like one that was like the last big release of the year. I have no idea if it's any good. It is good. It is yeah? good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've I've watched a bit of it and uh it's great. It's totally worth a watch. Okay, I'll check it out. Um and then it's like the last thing really to happen was Godzilla's birthday, where we got the Godzilla versus Adora short. That was Which um, was it was a thing. Yeah, it came out. It celebrated his birthday. I don't think there's much more we'll say about that one. If you're a Hedora fan, you'll love it. If well, you're no, not, because because Hedora didn't really get the thing I liked about Hedora was all the transformations, and we didn't get that. Well, they weren't going to make a full length production of it, were they, Paul? No, but it was four minutes long. I think half the scenes were just behind buildings. You can you just saw like a tailor whip up occasionally or a blast. Yeah. Mm. Were you a bit let down, Paul? I was. I was disappointed. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed. I was happy that I got to watch something on Godzilla's birthday that was that wasn't like a full-length film because I probably wouldn't have time for that. But at the same time, it it wasn't great. Hmm. But actually, what. Well, what we will mention is before when we were thinking about what's happened this year um and i'll scroll him through the internet i mentioned joe that evangelion the fourth and final installment yeah came out final and one. i had no idea yeah they kept that quiet yeah so that came two out this year and a half hours long two and a half hours and it's out on prime now so two and a half <laughs> hours i can't even remember what happened in the originals I mean, and the, the last time I watched it, it was the originals I watched. So I need to go and watch the whole, was it 1.11, 2.22? Yeah. I need to watch all of them and then watch this final one because they're all on Prime. Two and a half hours. But, the other ones are all that length as well, aren't they, pretty much? Because it's combining and it's the whole series, but condensed into three films pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, but... And then this one as well. So you're probably looking at a good 10 hour stretch to watch them all. Oh, it's a lot. I can it do it with a Lord lot. of the Rings. I don't know if I could do it with Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, Kelly, you can do it with Lord of the Rings. And I, and I love Evangelion. If you can do it when people are just walking, I'm sure you can do it to this one. It was more than walking, Paul. It wasn't in the first make... film. <laughs> it was just bloody walking. For two no, hours. no. That's the felt. Do not make fun of the fellowship. <laughs> You can call two towers walking. That's what that was. <sighs> but not fellowship. Not fellowship, no. Sure. 
Okay, Joe, I think we've wrapped up 2021. Yep. I think we should say, if nothing else. If nothing else, dear sweet children, when 2022 comes, open the door gently. Be very polite to it. Make sure that it's loved and adored and that we mean it no ill will. Oh, dear. We need a new, we need next year to be normal, don't we? <laughs> this is the normal now, though, Joe. Oh, no. This is no, the new normal. Sorry. Oh, well. I'm looking forward to it. Um, if nothing else, folks, uh, what I will recommend from this episode that you go ahead and take a look at, check out Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Ape versus Monster was really wholesome. Check out our podcast episode on it after you've watched it. It's really great to just yeah. hear the director talk about it. It will add, it will shine a whole new light on it, to say the very least. And then um, finally, to wrap up this year, because when we come back, it'll be a new year. Um, I would heartily recommend to anybody that's looking for a gift idea to visit um, Amazon and check out Warren Fay's book, Fragment. Oh, good shout. Or Joe DeVito's Kong, King of Skull Island. Those are gift ideas that you could not go and mess with with any kaiju fan in your life. Paul, take her away. Okay, well, first of all, as Joe mentioned there, just to let you all know, there is no episode for the rest of the year. So where... Sad I, times. Yeah, I mean, happy holidays, so we everyone. We, we, we do have families, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is the season where we will be very busy. So this episode will be dropping on Monday the 13th. There won't be an episode on Monday the 27th because, I mean, to be fair, most people will probably be... I mean, even if you're not celebrating the holidays, your kids will be off school or your work will be shut down and you're probably not going to be commuting to listen to a podcast you'll be doing something <laughs> i don't know what you'll be doing something and it, it won't be listening to us i'm afraid but we will be back in 2022 and hopefully we'll have some awesome kaiju stuff over the festive season to to tell you about and you know to look forward to but if nothing else from me i want to give a shout out to a kickstarter now i will probably butcher the name so Google, not Google, go on to Kickstarter and look for Brush of the God. Mm -hmm. um, they've done, they've done a few Kaisuke campaigns. Sato is uh, doing it now. Yeah, the guy who did Howl from Beyond. Yeah, yeah, so he's, I mean, he's, he's involved, but it's um, Kaizo? Uh, Kenzo, yeah. Kenzo, yeah, so he's, you know, like, he's titled on, on there for it. And this is the final Kickstarter. Uh, basically, they've they've pretty much got all the funding they need but this is a last push just to kind of i guess neaten up the effects they just say so they, oh, they want it to be the best it can be and they're just after something like ten thousand dollars just to finish it up so if you know if you're keen in seeing a a new kaiju film with practical effects then you might want to go and support this film i'll say i mean it's pretty much done but if you want some of the uh, rewards, like a signed poster or a DVD with like, the making of and stuff, then go and back it now. It won't be coming out till 2023, I believe. So it's it's a bit of a wait. And the photos they've got 
of the production of like the kaiju looks absolutely amazing. Um, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like if you imagine Ghidorah, but with six heads and purple, and that's kind of all I've all I've seen. But it does look very very cool. Um, so if nothing else. I'd say go to uh, Kickstarter, search for Brush of the Gods, and um, yeah, support the final campaign to get the get the best out of the project. That's it from me. Apart from happy holidays, happy holidays, folks, and as always, keep it kaiju. <laughs>